Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, hello, two freshly showered girls. We're looking so fresh, glowing, tanned. We've both washed our hair. Yours real, mine superficial. Actually, mine is fake. Wow. The truth comes out. I threw on some Saint-Tropez on Saturday, on Saturday morning. Saint-Tropez is such a luxury. I love it. It's because I don't tan like often at all just because I can't be fucked and I like forget about it. But I the a week the week before there was something on and I put oh thanksgiving and i put fake tan on that morning and i was like that's when it's kind of doable because you could like get out of the shower put it on leave it on for like an hour and a half and then quickly wash it off and then you just look hot mm-hmm. yeah but doing it the night before i hate it i'm always like i don't want this shit in my sheets an overnighter yeah i feel the same but i do feel like the hour doesn't give me it only lasts it's like good for a day when you wash it off do you do you just rinse yourself don't you don't put any like soap and shit on right yeah yeah, I like just I literally jump in quickly, rinse, and then tap myself dry, pat myself dry. But yeah, I think it needs to be like an hour and a half or two hours ideally, mm-hmm. as long as as long as possible that you can bake in that goodness. But yeah, Saturday I I literally got up not to launch straight into the Balenciaga show. I actually had a little PSA that I wanted to say first. And that is that I found the perfect gene. Oh please. Please, please, please. I found a really good jean too, but you go first. So these ones haven't yet. I've worn them a bunch and they have, you know how you find the perfect jean and you put them on, you're like, these are gorgeous. And then after like three wears, they look like shit. Uh-huh. These are the Levi's. Um, they're called, oh, fuck. I literally, yeah. They're called <laughs> Levi's Baggy Dad. Oh, Baggy Dad. And <laughs> Baggy Dad. 
and they are shaped so nicely. They just fit perfectly. They're like loose, but you know how loose jeans sometimes come out at the hip Mm -hmm. and make you like wider than you need to be. These just drop straight down loose, really nice. I have this beautiful blue color on dark, kind of dark washed blue denim. And then I got a black pair, a faded black pair as well. And I'm obsessed with them. I would get up and show you, but it would make the dog get hyped. But but yeah, okay, that's great. So let me <laughs> pick after, but they sound exactly like a elusive style jeans. I don't know why jeans are so fucking hard. I'm in the same boat. I bought this pair. They're slightly like more fancy, but they're Molly Goddard jeans. I just bought off matches before I left London, um, the old 90-minute delivery. Ooh. And they – the first similar vibe first few times I wore them I was like these are the best jeans I've ever owned and they are still really really good they're kind of like super high-waisted not they're like quite high-waisted and then like a really dark indigo but it's the same thing I'm like scared to wear them if I'm bloated I'm scared to wear them on days where I might get bloated because I don't want them to stretch and move in any way it's really really Mm, hard I know I think the thing with jeans that we must learn. I mean, you know this because you wash them. You don't ever wash them. You do that like freezer mm. shit to, to look after them. But what I need to learn about jeans is they're not – they sh- shouldn't be a pant that you just wear around the house. Like they should be a pant you wear on like kind of a special occasion if you want them to stay nice because A, you're not supposed to wash them like at all and B, yeah, they, they like – I guess the washing them thing is the main thing, but also they like lose their shape. And right now, and also the more you wear them, obviously the more you're going to like spill shit on them and need to ruin them by washing them. But right now I'm just sitting in these gorgeous Levi's in my house. And it's like, you shouldn't be doing that because they're going to get ruined. I think you either just take the attitude that you're going to have a high turnover rate, which is fine and Mm. wear them all the time. Or yeah, you, if you have your precious ones, you just hold on to them for special occasions well I guess yeah these Levi's they they, they're so good because they're so perfect and they're so comfy but they're not expensive so maybe this is like the high turnover rate ones but like with my acne ones I've now realized I just can't wear them unless I'm like going out and about yeah they're not a home pant a home pant I really need to learn how to do that with shoes I've just like ruined so many really nice pairs of shoes and everyone else no, understands. Shit. And you wear them on like, you wear them on like hikes. Hike. We'll be like going for a big walk. We'll be meeting for a walk. And I come in my hockers and my exercise gear and Grace has on her little Celine loafers <laughs> and some sort of like oversized expensive cashmere jumper. And I'm like, okay. It's really, it's really bad. It's, I'm, I need to get a pair of like ugly sneakers. A sensible well, orthopedic yes. I mean, we're back to the we're back to the same boring chat about shoes because it is it is like that. There's there's hardly any that are good for walking long distances that also look nice. A slip on the sneaker is that a thing? You could invent it. <laughs> I just put my eye literally where my those black Rick Owens Birkenstocks whenever I'm schlepping about. But then I really do need. A good, a good sneaker. I just can't really find any that I like, or I like them in theory, and then I just won't buy them for some reason. I just, it's not an exciting purchase. It's like I like those Nike, um, you know, Cortezes or whatever, the thin white ones. Mm. They'd look cute on you, actually. Maybe 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I've bought so many over the years. I might get an Asics just really, because they look like they've got a good, a lot of a lumbar support. Is that the word? Um, and just lean into it being like an ugly jelly sneaker and just wear it and then whip them off. Whip them off and swap them. Swap them. Ooh. They can't be – I can't be seen in them. I'm having this, like, delusional thing where I, like, walk down the street in Oxford Street a lot and I think girlies are, like, looking and catching my eye. I but always they're probably do that. Just girls. I do that so fucking much. I'm like, oh, just I always do fan. it in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember, remember when I told Amar that like everyone was going to recognize me in New Zealand and not one person said anything and he was just like giving me so much shit. <laughs> we like have made up this, po- this podcast as an audience. It's just you and I on this mic and the audio goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the mics aren't plugged in. <laughs> I was like thinking about this the other day where I was like laughing. Imagine if we were just in some insane movie. Yeah. And it, this was all fake. We were like the Truman. We were literally the Truman Show or something. I think sometimes I'm like, this is all just a bad simulation that we're in. It's like Westworld. Well, I was finding it funny because the other day, I don't know why, but I was in the kitchen. And I was thinking about our friends who don't listen to the podcast. And I was thinking about because they would be so removed from thinking we, I guess, I don't know. I guess people would know we obviously have listeners and stuff, but like, I was just thinking about how they would just be like, "Oh my god, are they still doing that?" Yeah. Like, five years <laughs> later, <laughs> that like random podcast that's gone nowhere. <laughs> I like thought that the other day. I was like, "That's so funny." <laughs> if that's the case, the world is so podcast listeners and not podcast listeners. I'm realizing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like people who don't listen. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like people who don't listen would just be like, do they, like, what are they even doing that for? Like, do they even make any money? Does anyone even listen? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. People do listen. Well, you know what? Fuck you to them. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's girls down Oxford Street that are whipping their heads around. <laughs> <laughs> They're just you know girls. What? Fuck you. You'll never hear this because you don't listen. Someone made eye contact on the bus and I wanted to be like, yes. <laughs> It's me from after work. It's me. Are you a girlie? Should we're our merch. We're, we're all our merch. I'm going to start wearing the pea bread. The problem is I have hope over the head earphones, as you can see, because I lost two pairs of AirPods in a row, which is crazy. So I can't wear this over a hat. It's an eternal problem. So I think I need to buy some stringy string headphones. hate spending money on tech. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah. Uh, to go back to Saturday, should I talk yeah, let's through talk my? Through. I'm very excited. My to big hear. Balenciaga filled weekend. Mm-hmm. Not to be like a chug, but I was so excited when I got invited to this show. Yes, it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we've I've been before to the show in Paris with you once for the Simpsons one. Um, but I guess with these bigger shows, you just sometimes don't know if you'll be invited or not because of like the size of the space and like whatever their focus for that season. Like I were, I um, was going on behalf of rush. So like whether they were prioritizing the Australian market or like blah, blah, blah. And then um, Tat got an invite before me and I was like, Oh, you bitch. And she was at my house and I was like, I hope I get to go. And then it came, mine came through the next morning. So I like sent her the screenshot and it was like this excited <sighs> thing. And she had a driver 
coming to pick her up like a Balenciaga driver for the whole day. So she was like, come to mine beforehand. Let's get ready together. Like blah, blah, blah. Mimosas will be so fun. And then I woke up that morning, slept so terribly with these kids, felt like shit and was like, you know what? I'm going to take some me time. I did it. The shower, the big shower, the big old shower, shaved the Mm -hmm. legs, put on fake tan, dyed my hair black because I thought that'll be fun for Balenciaga. Oh my God. What a day. That's very Balenciaga as well. And also the night before I was lying on my couch doing nothing. And I went to this nail salon right around the corner from my house and got my nails done black. And then, um, they was, it was so special. They had like a little phone stand and I put my phone on it and watched the season finale of the golden bachelor. I was like, I'm having the best Friday night of my entire life. Can we just have a very quick sidebar to say I have got two separate emails from PRs about Jerry's – about Jerry. What are they saying? Apparently it's caused a huge cultural conversation. Spoiler alert, jump forward like 10 seconds, that he strung along the runner-up and everyone was outraged. Or is that fake news? No, he did. He's a naughty, naughty boy. It was crazy. It was really bad behavior. I think he just – I think he just got so caught up. He's obviously only bussed his like gorgeous deceased wife, like wife in his in his life. So they met when they were like fourteen, when he was fugly, and then obviously got married, were together their whole lives. <laughs> then she died, and then I think he. I don't know if he's bussed anyone since. So he just got really overwhelmed, and then essentially, basically, what happened was. He had this really gorgeous, fun-loving, young, I told you, like very Donna energy, like married twice motorbike. married twice before. I don't actually know if she was the motor. There was two separate ones that were like that, and I keep getting them confused. Okay. There was like a motorbike guitar mm-hmm. playing one, and then this is like a horsey one who lived in the countryside. I think they're different women. I don't know. And like – yeah, she was just fun and cute and he laughed with her a lot and they they joked together and like she gave him shit and blah, blah. And then there was Teresa, who's like the same age as him. So she's in her 70s. The other one was in her 60s, which was like a huge thing. Um, and Teresa's like this grandma who'd basically, same thing, married her high school sweetheart, never bust anyone else, like very calm, quiet, serene thing. And he essentially fully acted like he was going to go for the young, hot, young, hot, vivacious one. And he he was like holding her face being like, you're the one I love you and shit. Like it was crazy. Jerry. And then they had an overnight Jerry, date Jerry, together. Jerry. I know. And I was also like, this is random. Cause I feel like she kind of came out of nowhere to be like runner up. So I sort of thought the whole time he was going to pick Teresa and he just like threw in a like, what is that? Just throw in a random a wild card. A wild card. Yeah. So that he wouldn't have to break someone's someone else's heart. I thought he was being like really strategic about it. Then he's like telling her he loves her and she's the one. And then they have this overnight date, obviously Bus. She said that she said on camera like the things he was saying on their over one were crazy. Like she was like, I'm not gonna say it out loud, but like he was talking about future I mean, he's already said on the camera, You are the one, you're my girl. Like I love you and shit. So whatever he was saying behind the scenes was just like, I don't even fucking know while they were naked. And then, then the next day he meets Teresa and goes and she meets his family. And I think they really liked her because she was talking about her dead husband, which made them feel seen with their like mom being dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he picked her. It was crazy. And it was so. But it's because we know why men get the ick after sex. They don't know they're going to get it. 
This is this I is think, I think he, women yeah. get the ick before sex. Men get it immediately after. Yeah. I've it's it's a thing. I think he bust her and real and then realized that the safe bit and the bit that like he'll live a calm life and f- will fully be forever with was ter- like just the safe option was Teresa. Mm-hmm. For a man in his like seventies, and he would have been horny before. He literally would have just been saying things because he was super horny, and then afterwards <laughs> been like, "Ah, oh, let's get, let's think about this more seriously." But Grace, it was, it good. was crazy. I was sitting at the nail salon. I was crying, like literal crying, because he. So he then had his final. So he had his date with Teresa. They had an overnight, and he said everything changed like over that night. And I think it all started changing when she met his family, and his family really, his family loved both of them, but his family like were telling him that they were speaking about their mum, like his daughters, with her and shit. And mm. then um, he had a final date with – I can't even believe I can't remember this this icon, iconic woman's name. Final date with her and she knew it was off and he, like, left the room and then he came back and she was crying. She'd been crying. She was just sitting in there crying. And then he came back and he was crying out on the steps and then he came in and he was like, I can't do this to you. Like, I can't lie to you and, like – make you walk down the thing and, and say no to you tomorrow. Like my mm. heart is with Teresa and she was sobbing and she was just like, no one ever picks me. This always happens to me. Like you, this sh- it was oh my God. fucking devastating. I was like sobbing. My nail person was like, what's happening? I was like the golden bachelor. <laughs> the golden but now bachelor. I'm really hoping she's going to be the golden bachelorette. For sure. Oh, for sure. If she'll 100%. do it. Yeah. She will. Yeah. That's exciting for her at least. Yeah, and she has the really? whole country behind her. They would like big for her to be the Golden Bachelorette. Like everyone's obsessed with her now. That story always wins the nation over. It's the most American thing this about me, show. my love of The Bachelor. Yeah, they always manage, I mean not always, but they often manage to pull it off with these kind of storylines that just get you hooked. I'm mm-hmm. missing that. I'm I miss I miss having a bachelor to I've watched The Bachelor. I've watched the US Bachelor for for since high school. It's really weird. Me and my like high school friend used to used to stream it and watch it all the time. So I'm like fully across a lot of it. I've watched like so many of them. But yeah, anyway. Um back to Balenciaga. A lot of me talking. <laughs> What's oh, early I'm, for you? I'm really enjoying it. I know. <laughs> I'm drinking a coffee and listening. I'm a listener. I'm a fellow <laughs> listener. <laughs> um, and I'll let you talk tomorrow on the Patreon because you can tell us all about the that podcast, that royal book. I'll let you talk. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. So you, did you do the car? That's quite. That's quite fun. So no. So I woke up and was like, I just need to spend some time at home. And it's like you're a fucking mm-hmm. bitch. And I was like, come to mine. And so she got the driver to drive to my house. And he was like, I can't wait yes. here long. Like I have to tell the reps that we're on the way. And she just came upstairs with champagne, and we got ready. And thank fuck she did because she helped me with my outfit so much. But then mm-hmm. the part the show was down the road from my house. Um, and it was really funny because they were so secretive leading up to it. So like. All you had was the save the date until the night before. So you had no idea what time it was, no idea where it was, no idea like of any logistics apart from save the entire day on Saturday. I was like, people need to like, no, people have like full stylists and like glam teams and like dogs to walk. And then 
Um, it turns out it was five minutes from my house. So that was really special. And they'd shut down a whole street in Hancock Park, which is just this like super affluent suburb, like really nice residential area. And it like, if you looked directly up the road, the Hollywood sign is at the end. So it was really cool. It had all the like palm tree lined streets. So we drive there and, um, I don't know, like there's not even much to say about that part apart from the fact that like, I think because they'd been so secretive, no one in the public knew where it was. So it wasn't a shit show outside at all. There was like no one there. Um, To the point where if you saw, I posted on like the AWD Close Friends and I posted a few stories on my own. But if you saw that, like I was right. I was just, I just would turn around. Nicole Kidman was like here. And I was just like, Jesus. And then like Kim and like Kendall, like everyone, I was just, the, the videos I put on Close Friends, everyone was like, this access, what the fuck? Because they were like right in front of me. Because it was just tiny. Like it was quite cool. They'd still be worried as well, I imagine. They'd still be worried as well, I imagine, uh-huh. about yeah. um, people turning up with their picket signs. So yeah, I know. that makes sense. Yeah, so it was like super locked down to the point where like everybody in the it felt like everyone in the whole city was speculating. Like our driver was like, I think the show's that we think the show's in like the hit someone really high up at Balenciaga's house and then it was just like on a street. Um <laughs> and Nicole's like the new brand ambassador, yeah. which I love. She looked so good. She such a good, such a good pick. Holy fuck. So yeah, such it was her first pick. Balenciaga show. That was really um exciting and then obviously because it's an LA themed collection like LA inspired it was so cool to see the people that invited so like Brooklyn and Nicola being there I was like that's so spot on I loved that they were there yeah. I agree we just needed a dog yeah true there was no like little dogs if Nicola had label in a bag in a big tote that just would have been the cherry on top but we can't have it all they needed um Paris Hilton as well like there were quite a few like I- iconic LA people who weren't there. I also just thought the Real Housewives, I know Rinna was there, but like just the current cast of Real Housewives, maybe not all of them, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just think they're, they're so LA like campy thing. It would have been very fun. Mm-hmm. A missed opportunity in my eyes. Or if they had Lisa like Van, Vanderpump walking the runway. Please, God. How insane would that be? It's jiggy. Yeah, on the runway. Ken, like her and Ken, because like keeps the models were walking together as if they were like just hanging out, walking along the street. Ken, oh my god, her and Ken, and Ken would have that sort of like geriatric lollop that Balenciaga loves, the kind of like staggered like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then what else happened? Oh, I was seated behind um, Devin Lee Carlson and Camille Rowe. I was like, us in How another girlies. lifetime. Who we who we wish to be? Girlies. It was so funny as well because I was like, it's it's funny how you've. I mean, we've we both you actually introduced me to Devon. I had no idea who she even was, but like we both love them, but then both embody each of them like in our own way. Like I was like, I love silly Y two K shit and have brown hair. Grace loves like chic French energy and has blonde hair. I was like, oh, I love them. <laughs> Oh my god, I love Camille. Like, was she? I love them both, but like, yeah, Camille is is it? She did she look amazing? I know she would have been quite understated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she's she just was just like not wearing any makeup, but looked really beautiful.
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The show itself, I don't know, like, it's it's hard because I feel like I've just been, like, drunk the... <laughs> Kool-Aid with Balenciaga like even though I find it funny that Demna said that like after the whole scandal he was going to step away from that like uh Mimi like what is the word kind of yeah kind of zeitgeisty zeitgeisty whatever yeah yeah playing tricks I can't think of the thing um thing and then all he did was like collaborate with Erwan which is the most sort of memeified supermarket in LA and create actual Erewhon shopping bags in leather. Like I just kind of found that an odd move. I mean, I love Erewhon obviously. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love both of these things, but then yeah, it just felt a bit like kitschy and um, like they were taking the piss. And then like a lot of the clothes were stuff we've seen before so yes I think it's like it's an interesting question about what the role of those shows are that are like location shows and they're often just like big marketing exercises but obviously you want the shoe the the accessories and the clothes to be stuff you actually want to wear I didn't I didn't mind that the air one velour tracksuits coffee thing of it all I know it wasn't like insanely groundbreaking but I thought it was just quite fun and funny and a a clever way to do LA if you're gonna do LA but yeah I agree after he's made that huge statement and he was like I'm so he was because I was at that show which was his first show since the scandal and we all got that like piece of paper I've kept it that had the note basically saying I'm so sorry I'm not gonna do anything gimmicky ever again yeah gimmicky that's the word yeah, so doing it that soon after, I understand. But I also, yeah, that's 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 him. I was always like, that's not going to last because that's his entire thing. He, like, makes fun of culture in this really smart way. I don't know how he's going to do what he does without, without that. It wouldn't work. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. Like, I... That's what I mean by I loved it. I can see the critique of it, but I loved it. I loved watching. It was just so LA having the models in their athleisure, but then like with the long talon nails and the full beat of makeup and the like big lips and the Air One coffee cups. I loved it. It felt like such a kind of, I think that was the thing that I was trying to question um, afterwards when I was like having to drunkenly write my review. I was like, is he 
still with that Simpson show that we saw, it really felt like he was saying something about like celebrity mm. and status and like all of that, that kind of culture with how he had this red carpet thing that was the runway. And it felt like it was kind of turning the camera on us and like, it really was quite thought provoking, but now I'm sort of like, okay, the the thing is celebrity and influ- influencer culture in LA and like in such a crazy, there's nowhere that more embodies that than LA, but I'm like, are you critiquing it or are you just like capitalizing off it? Because like the people that actually are in your show or are your biggest like uh, kind of celebrity faces are like your Kim Kardashians. And it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a funny so one, true. but I, I mean, I'm still just like, and, and when I say that the clothes weren't like crazy groundbreaking, it's, it's not even, <laughs> it's like true, but not even true because like you go to the Reese and there is so much detail in every single garment. That's why the Reese I think is so important. And you can see like all of these crazy technicalities and like the new accessories I love I think there is so much thought that goes into the design it's just like when you look at it on a runway it looks quite um similar to things you've seen before but I'm still such a massive fan of the brand like I I love it if I could afford it I would wear so much of it it's just I was like if you were gonna critique it that's kind of where the question is I think a hundred percent. I think that's so true. It's like, what what is the broader meta comment that's being made by that versus just, yeah, tapping into a moment where people are talking about Air One. And that's kind of the, that's the thing in general. Like, I, I think Rachel Tashtian wrote something about this, about like Sporty and Rich doing a Carolyn Bessett style Mm. campaign and she was just like there's no irony or self-awareness in it there's no like twist on it or like tapping into that aesthetic for a new age in a smart way or playing on it or like it's literally just taking an image from the 90s and recreating it with no um thoughtfulness around the comment you're trying to make and it's I'm not that's a it's a very different ball game sporting rich and Balenciaga but like yeah, it is that question with doing something in that LA campy, over the top way. There's that's just so ripe for like making comments about our culture and how we consume trends. And this idea, I guess it's this idea that we've already talked about that Air One having an Air One shopping bag is akin to having a designer handbag because <laughs> it's like such a status symbol mm. to be able to to shop there basically and that idea that it's actually maybe that's it it's it's now kind of the signifiers the signifiers of like wealth aren't even which designer handbag you carry anymore because it's like everyone has designer handbags you know or yeah it's more about like the lifestyle i guess yeah yeah like the the uh the la and and like maybe the ultimate status symbol is like wearing, yeah, sweatpants and Ugg boots, but they're mm-hmm. like $4,000 Ugg boots yeah. and like $10,000 sweatpants. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. But um, what else? Yeah. What else happened? Nothing really happened at the show. Uh, they were playing the soundtrack, which was quite cool, where it was 
um, playing fake advertisements for like LA things. So it was just like, do you like yoga and have a dog? Come down to Echo Park and we'll blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, um, and then like cosmetic enhancements and stuff. And then afterwards we just got our guy to pick us up and we went straight to Chateau Marmont, me and Tap. And got burgers and fries and three margaritas each, which was so strong. I was like, I'm like on my ass. <laughs> and then went home um, and went to the after party, which wasn't like actually that fun. Like there was a cocktail thing at Sunset Tower, which was chill and nice, but kind of random in the vibe of it or something. And then they had like a party party at Whiskey and Go-Go, which is this kind of bar on sunset boulevard but then cardi b was supposed to play at it and her name was on the invite like it was like cardi b and friends or something and then she didn't play she said the balenciaga woman the next day went at my race said that she lost her voice so didn't play i was like shit lost man voice apparently go. i go cardi b walked yeah that was quite cute yeah, little love her. fur coat. I was like to tat. There was this man, I think maybe a rapper, in the front row, opposite me, and he was just like swigging out of a bottle and like smoking. And then she saw my photos. It was like, do you literally not know who that is? And I was like, no. And she was like, it's Lil Wayne. I was like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a rapper. I love Lil Wayne <laughs> smoking. Okay, amazing. I yeah, I. I I I kind of love the LA of it all. It feels like so many brands are doing things in LA now as well. LA is becoming the new hub. I know it's fun for me. A new, a new fashion hub, very fun. They followed you over. They're doing an, um like a proper. They're trying to revamp LA Fashion Week now as well. Come over for it. Like last year, they hired this guy Noah, who's amazing. He was at IMG, so he was doing like obviously all the other big fashion weeks and I met him at Australian fashion week and then now he's heading up LA fashion week and it's going to be, I think it will be really cool this year. Hopefully he had Louis Dejavere who I love. Um, headline this last one in October. Amazing. So, there's something about that. Yeah. I think there's something about when you create that, it, it gives an incentive to young designers to like stay in LA or to, I don't know, build out their brand. It's, it's, yeah, it's nice. It's yeah. Important. Well, that's what the that's what Jerry Lorenzo, the Fear of God designer, was saying. I interviewed him last week, and I went to his fashion show at the Hollywood Bowl back in like April, and it was their first, the brand's first ever fashion show, even though they've been around for like almost a decade. And the way he's built that company, it's like still independent. It's like set to make like a billion dollars. It's so fucking successful, and he's just such he's just so clever. He'd never worked in fashion before or had any fashion background. And anyway, they had like this crazy show at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, Sampha played. It was mental. And I was saying, I was kind of talking to him about why, not really like why he had the show there, but why LA like means so much to him. And he was just like, this place is, he was just like, the show being in LA, there was never any question about it because I don't understand why we as designers who make our clothes here who have like really successful brands here need to go and have like this background, this backdrop of Paris to be taken seriously. Um, so I think heaps of designers now are just being like, this is, we're inspired here. This is a fucking cool place. And it's so, it's so cultural and there is so much to it beyond just like West Hollywood and that idea that Balenciaga put on the runway. And so it's quite exciting because I think there's so many young brands here now like, 
really ripping LA. Yeah, that's cool. That's so interesting. I do feel like there's this broader move away from like monoculture. I don't know. It, we're living through such a fucking fascinating time. Like the last 10 years, I feel like more has happened than in like the last 100 years in terms of culture. And yeah, I feel like everyone, we got into these monocultures with Instagram and social media and now everyone's almost wanting to go back like local and mm. not obsess over these like, I don't know, a thought that's in my brain. But yeah, I think that's like, I think even being here and you said this when you were at Australian Fashion Week last time, like there's, there's this amazing groundswell of like young Australian talent that are just proud to be Australian and don't think that they need to like leave and work in Paris or New York for their work to be legitimate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's a bit of a shift in that, um, which I think is is a really good thing. Yeah, I love that as well. I love wearing – I don't know. It's, it's funny because I just think you feel so much more connected to a brand when you're close to it. Like when I'm in Australia mm-hmm. and I will – be there for like a week or something it's like all these Australian brands are the ones that I want to be buying and the ones that I want to be wearing and the ones that I feel this affinity towards because I think you you, as well when it's a young brand being involved in their involved in any way like just buying and supporting their brand feels really nice like I just love wearing Alex Higgins stuff and then being in LA I think because it's a bit bigger it feels or even London like I think I just kind of felt a bit more like confused about I love having, I just, yeah, I love having like brands that I, that I wear and, and feel like me and, and those bigger cities, it feels harder to sort of figure that out or something. Like in New Zealand, you just wear Georgia Alice. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's so nice because they're like, you just know that they're amazing, like lovely people who are creating, just super creative kind of creating something themselves. It gives you more awareness, I guess, of like the the work and effort it takes to just create any fucking piece of clothing mm. it's, it's just crazy um the fashion awards in london I feel like is really just got every year gets like bigger and better i know um i the red carpet was really good this year i thought yeah me too what was your what were your faves i'm just bringing up the thing i know i just need to bring it up again to remind myself um there was also the academy award gala there was the academy gala over here as well and there was so many there was so many things on this weekend i was like wow people must be tired but yeah some really good looks i loved um was alexa trang wearing 16 arlington i really like that dress yeah that was really really beautiful um yeah the huge sequence i loved taylor russell in loewe I loved um, Adut Akesh. looked fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Charlie. Um, Is that Loewe? Must be for this. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really good. She looks so gorgeous. I was so sad. She was. It was really funny. I was like at Balenciaga, like pushing Kim out of the way, trying to be like, where's Charlie? Because I assumed she'd be here and she just wasn't. I was so upset. Mm. I left the show being like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Because <laughs> then when I was seated beside Devon, I was like, she's obviously not fucking here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. 
Um, Kristen McMenemy looked amazing. Um, God, who else? There's so many good people, and now I'm struggling to get a definitive list up. Oh, I really liked Iris Law and Vivian Westwood. I thought it was really good. I need to see. Let me look. Saw a photo of her toes. She had like crazy toes. I I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no crazy toe polish. Do you think she says crazy toes? Rude. No, it was like a picture of her toes and her nails. Yeah. We don't foot shame here. No, we we embrace feet of all <laughs> shapes, shapes and sizes. And sizes here at AWD. Um, You're doing so much like violent swiping. Poor Im. I know. I can I can feel her fury. <laughs> She's Grace has like got the tab up and it's clicking through, but the way you like slam those fingers down. <laughs> I'm doing it on my phone because I have fucking respect. You have some respect for the audience and for the editor. Um <laughs> Who else? I kind of love him while being there. I, I She's looking very tanned recently. How was Lisa Ritter there as well? It's mental. I know. And Lisa Amelia, actually. Everywhere. That's crazy. I, I, I find I it funny. I'm obsessed with Amelia. I'm loving I'm loving her her unexpected ascension. Same. I, I, same. I, I really love Amelia. She, it, I didn't realize, like, is it the same thing as the Met Gala where brands can buy tables? Because Amelia was wearing Miss Self-Portrait, and I swear to God that wouldn't have been her, a choice she would have made herself. And then I saw them being, like, all in a self-portrait bus and table. Yeah, must be. And Julia saw Jamois as well, and she looked so, like, great. It was a good night for self-portrait. Yeah, I mean, it was a good night for self-portrait. What else? I wasn't sure about Rita Ora with the No, what's up with that? The spikes on the back. I don't love I don't love that. I think she wore Primark as a there was some sort of initiative around Primark, so they, she wanted to sex it up. So what's her name? Isamea French made her a prosthetic spine, but I just I just didn't I didn't right. respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Anderson is so fucking hot. Amal. Amal's looking too tanned. Amal's left on the Bondi Sands for a few hours too long. I know. She is looking too tanned. She also just like always wears the same silhouette. I know it suits her, but I'm just like, do something else. Yeah. <laughs> Shake it up. Like Gwendoly Christie's. Perfect. Why is she so perfect? She's literally so perfect. Who is she wearing? Fuck, she's... Do you know why I always forget, which is like the dumbest thing in the entire world to forget, that Tracy Ellis Ross is Diana Ross's daughter? It like goes out of my brain and then whenever it comes back in, I'm like, Jesus. So shocking to me. It was so shocking because like Diana Ross played at Beyonce and then Tracy Ellis Ross was like, oh my God, mom. And I was like, wow. That's literally your mom. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, Yeah. Pamela Anderson. It was a good Pamela Anderson looked gorgeous. Michaela Coel or Cole, we still haven't decided, is uh, looked great. Minimal, but gorgeous. And what's her face? I don't know if this is like, is this just, I don't know if this is a really dumb thing to be doing because people obviously, like, our podcast is not a visual medium. (laughs) So people can't see it. But like, every time we have talked about fashion on the red carpet, people respond to it. But as I'm like, as you're talking, just like, 
reading out names. I'm like, who, if I haven't even looked through all the names, have these guys to be like responding or can they just pull it yeah. up? It's an, it's an AWD tradition at this point. It's a nonsensical. But I'm like, does it make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> but I think we need to be, I think we need to explain more when we, when we talk about them. But I can't because I'm only looking at a photo and I don't, can't even see what designer they're wearing. What's her face? What's um, Kate Moss's daughter's name? Lila. Lila. She's wearing Nancy DeJarca and she's it's see-through. And it's like a cutout and it's reminiscent of the see-through dress that her mom wore. Mm-hmm. She looks gorgeous. What else? <laughs> Fa-la-la-la-la. Anne Hathaway. All right. It's quite nice. Quite yeah. like goddess vibes. <laughs> yeah. It is really nice. It was a good, I don't know, it's a good fashion, like, night, <laughs> everyone. Because you know how the Mets just got kind of increasingly, like, crazy? That's obviously fucking amazing. We all mainline it into our veins, but this just felt very... Fashion-y. It was nice to see the red yeah. carpet's back in full swing, baby. Exactly. I can't believe that we're about to get into. Wait, are we about to get into award season? I get confused about when it is. But yeah, right. Yeah, it's from February. But are they going to do it this year? What's even come out? You, well, they are. The Oscars is tenth of March. Predictions for every category. I really want to see May December. That new Todd Haynes film. Same. I th- I've I've got invited to it. When does it come out in in the states? It's already out. I just I just haven't seen it yet because Lamar gets here on Sunday, so we're gonna go together. But I want to see that, and I want to see Dream Scenario, the new Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, that looks <laughs> really good. I love Nicolas Cage. I I I I I yeah. May December's not out here till February, which is outrageous. Um. Wow, that's mental. Okay, so the the you've seen Past Lives, right? I still haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my god, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. You fucking love it. Everybody watch it. The okay, the Variety's Best Picture guesses. <laughs> I can't think of any words. Predictions um, is Killers of the Flower Moon, which I haven't seen. May December, Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Past Lives. It'd be so sick if Past Lives gets nominated, which I think it would. Barbie, which I feel like would it get nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, for sure. I think it's gonna get really. A, oh, that's so yeah, good. A sweep of noms. I just always think they're so um, they're so Oscars about it. I think they are normally. I just think because it was such a huge. You can't not. It was so huge. It's the Greta Gerwig of it all. Kind of adds that like Oscary sheen, and then. I think people will backlash it as sexist. If yeah, they... and the cast, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the cast. Yeah. yeah. It will get nominated Oppenheimer, obviously. And then Saltburn, I reckon, will get so much. Yeah, Past Lives, May, December, Killers of the Flower Moon, those ones. One called American Fiction, which I've never heard of. Maestro, which is what was on Netflix. Weird. It's the Bradley Cooper one. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's with not his, out yet. With his, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I was like, wait, I haven't even heard of this. Origin, which is Ava DuVernay. 
Um, so a few to watch, girlies, a few to watch. Oh my god, they're saying and they're dominant they're saying um their predictions for director as Bradley Cooper in there for that one. Yeah, he will be absolutely frothing at that. Greta Gerwig for Barbie, yes. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer or Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. Who will win? It should be Greta. But who will it be? Well, is, was Killers of the Flower Moon better than Oppenheimer if you were judging a director? Yeah. Uh, similar kind of energy, like huge, huge production, you know, true story big celebrity cast, blah, 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 pretty hard to call. I don't know. I just think that the Academy is very much in like redemption mode for their years of being so fucked. And so I just kind of feel like if it's not Greta, like Celine who directed Past Lives or someone, I don't know. I just like they're more open to actually acknowledging the, the best movies of the year versus just rewarding the same like old white dudes over and over again but you never know listening to francis mcdormand yeah listening to francis mcdormand being like stop giving me awards <laughs> barry should win for saltburn i'm putting it on the table i know that they have they say nothing about saltburn in this entire thing thus far but i was just looking at lead actor and didn't see ryan gosling and i was up in arms but then i realized that he's a supporting actor <laughs> Ken? He's supporting. So he Ken. could honestly win for that movie. Like, he was just so good in it. Hopefully he does. And he's never won an Oscar, I don't think. That would be so sick if he won for Barbie. Yeah, it would be so good. The Oscar-winning Barbie movie. It's got three red stars beside it, but I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, I also really want to see, I know we talked about it, or I can't remember if it was on... Um, uh, Patreon or main, but Flame and Hot, which is Eva, Min- Eva Longoria's film. We need to watch it and support her because she's a queen. That's all I have to say about Flaming that. Hot. Yeah. I just love her. I didn't know all of the work she does behind the scenes to like uplift minority voices and Latina women in cinema. And I'm just like, I fucking stand her. And America Ferrera, Ferrara, best woman in the world. After Max Mara Woman in film. Yeah, she's amazing. She's slept on. She's fucking slept on. She's so cool. I drunkenly text you, didn't I? What did I say? Yeah. I yeah. said, you just said, uh, America, we've slept on America Ferrera, which is true. I love women. I love Eva Longoria. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. That that awards literally made me cry. It was so special being in that room, like honoring women in film, but not only women in film, mm. like storytelling because I, I, I just love talking to actors and people who work in creative industries like that where they're just like where Yara Shahidi and so many actors and actresses I've spoken to are just like I got into this because I loved stories and storytelling and being immersed in stories and I'm like well that's why I got into writing yeah we all can lose sight of the kind of like creative core of it and yeah there are so many people doing incredible incredible things behind the scenes who don't want to be rewarded but yeah those like awards events evenings are just they are really amazing we've all got too cynical and like battle hardened and like being ironic on the internet thinking everything's lame and yeah i just jane fonda see earnest girly jane fonda got up and did this huge speech about america 
Ferreira and then it showed this clip of all the work she's done throughout her entire career and she started crying and she was sitting like two meters from me like just on the next table so I was like looking at her like this and she was just like crying from what Jane Fonda was saying and then she got on stage and did this amazing speech about I don't know and it was just like the room was just full of women like all here for one cause all united and like I was just like I love women (laughs) women are the fucking best it's so (sighs) so nice so yeah we love we love we love everyone but we mostly love Eva Longoria and America Ferreira I'm gonna write into the academy (laughs) and be like nominate them for something (laughs) I mean she should be nominated for Barbie (laughs) surely yeah yeah, she was a mm, yawning as I speak. Yes, she was <laughs> amazing in it. Yeah, Barbie, Barbie. Uh, There's this thing that's going around of like Margot Robbie and Killian Murphy in the uh, variety actors on actors thing, and Margot Robbie's like one of your producers from Oppenheimer called me up and was just like, "I think it would be really good for you guys if you change the date. We're just worried about you." <laughs> And she said, really? I'm fine with the date. If you're worried, you should change the date. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Because I was saying that to someone the other day. I was like, it was, oh, what did I say? But I, sa- I said something the other day to someone about how like it was such a good move for Greta and Margot to buy those Oppenheimer, to get those Oppenheimer tickets and pose outside the theater as if they were going to Oppenheimer because that kicked off the whole Oppenheimer Barbie double feature same day thing like they did so mm-hmm. much to help that film <laughs> those women it, yeah exactly a hundred percent exactly women 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 not only making their own movies incredible but getting all these people to watch Oppenheimer <laughs> I know I was like I never would have seen that fucking movie ever I never would have gone to the movies yep. to see it let alone on opening weekend <laughs> If Greta and Margot hadn't told me to. And they literally would have been Delulu, like the Oppenheimer team. They would have been like, oh, my God, this is going to be bad for Barbie. Like, I know. They're going to kill them in the box office. Um, yeah. So funny. The reign of women continues. Anyway. Okay, girlies. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. 
Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.